W.E. Crew, Dan O'Mac, Big Kaz, Jaybird, and your host, Brokowski. What up, 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 We are back and we have another great episode filled up for you today. Today we're going to be joined by Big Murph. And then uh, after the ad read, we're going to be talking about Horror Slam Show. Blood Kings went down this weekend. Myself and Dan O'Mac were there. We'll recap a little bit of that. But uh, to our guests, Big Murph, how are you doing today, bro? Good. How are you guys? Just trying to stay dry. Today sucks ass, man. It's soaking oh, wet. Man. It's recorded. It's Monday. Could always be bigger and better outside. Definitely, man. So the way we like to start these things out is we basically like to get into your origin story and find out where you actually found wrestling. Was it growing up as a child, later on in life? How did you come about come about it? I've always loved wrestling, like, as a child. Like, it was funny because one day I was sitting there as a child, and I found, like, my dad's uh, tapes. I found one random tape, threw it in, and funny to be, it was Jeff Hardy, the Hardy Boys, uh, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley boys at WrestleMania 2000, the triangle ladder match. And I watched that repeatedly for days. And I was just hooked. It's just like, and then I was like five years old when that happened. And I can't forget it, man, because I watched that for until it broke. <laughs> okay, so uh, when do you remember seeing it on TV? Like literally right after that. Like I remember starting to watch them. Like it was uh, about like the 2002 era, like what, like, when the Rock started to leave, and Edge and Chris, like Edge was on his own with Chris, without Christian and all that, the Hardy Boys were split up. The Bub, uh, like Bubba Ray was on Monday Night Raw, and Devon was like Batista's preacher type Okay, dude. yeah. Okay, yeah. so that was like right when the first draft actually went down, mm-hmm. kind of that era. Yep, I didn't know the Undertaker was the uh, Dead Man until he was after the uh, American Badass. That's that's crazy. That's that's crazy. But I dig the American badass. I never hated on that too. character. I thought he was sweet. I, I was glad. I was glad that he brought it back once or twice before the end. There, it was just perfect for those times, man. Yeah, totally. And then he had Limp coming out to Limp Biscuit, and then Kid Rock. I mean, it was perfect. Oh he's just you know he's the standard of his business. So other than the American badass, who were some of your other favorites you enjoyed watching during that time? I just like. It's going to be crazy because I know that I, sh- I don't wrestle this way or could never. But my favorite wrestler of all time is Jeff Hardy. Like, the Hardy Boys are, like, who I dreamed of, man, of being, like, because I just, like, I, I love that art form of them going on ladders, tables, and chairs, all that. And Do you have that. a spe- Go ahead. specific Jeff Hardy match or Hardy Boys match in general that's one of your all-time favorites? So, like, my favorite one – Obviously, should be the triangle ladder match. Like I have three. I, I love the one. I love the uh, TLC match at WrestleMania when he gets speared by Edge. Mm-hmm. And and then my next favorite 
is the uh, table match with the Dudley Boys at Madison Square Garden uh, at the Royal Rumble. That, that those matches are just put together so good, and they they go so good hand in hand with the teams and everything. I love it. Yeah, I definitely loved the Hardy Boys during that time for sure. I mean, who didn't want to be Jeff? For real, I, I mean, the, the tie-dyed and the hair, I wanted to do everything. all that shit. If I could have grew out a better beard at that point in time, I would have had all the lines and everything. <laughs> That's what's coming up here soon for me, hopefully. Oh, hell yeah. I definitely dig it, bro. I love that thinking. So uh, what about the what about the indie scene? When you started hearing about that, What before you started training, did you know that there was a local wrestling scene? So I'm going to be honest here. I didn't know anything about the Indies. I knew they were happening. I never thought they were like they are. I literally was sitting at home one day, a couple years back, like three, four years ago. I just got done playing softball. I was watching the rerun of Monday Night Raw on YouTube. I put on Facebook, how can I get into professional wrestling? The dude at softball that I met that night tagged in Sam Beal. Sam Beal sent me to CK at, over there at Skull and Bones with Trey. And here we are. I didn't know a single thing about independent wrestling. I'm not even going to lie to nobody here. I didn't even know who Trey was at the time, and I meant no disrespect. I just didn't know who he was. It actually took me a long time to realize how close the wrestling scene was locally around me, too. I mean, I loved Raw, I loved SmackDown, I loved TNA, all that stuff. Yeah, even Ring of Honor. I thought Ring of Honor was the only kind of indie-style wrestling there was. Even Evolve, I'd put that in there, too. So everybody finds their own way into the indie scene. But seeing how we were right there with uh, talking about how you got into it, I think it's a good segue to uh, bringing Dan O'Mag here to talk about your career. So we talked about you as a fan. We talked about how you found a wrestling school. Talk about Skull and Bones a little bit. Uh, we know a lot about it here just because of, of some of the people that we've had on and we've talked to and stuff. But um, – Tell us a little bit about that first, first class, first training session, and taking that first bump. How was that first bump? That first bump was, uh, I was like, wow, like it really just put in like the, it put in the fact that like this is not fake, and like it sits there because everyone says this is fake, and I sat there and I took those bumps, and you know you don't do anything right the first time, so CK was like, get up and do it again. Trey, you know, helped out all that. And I just kept repeatedly taking this first bump. And it just shows, like, because felt, I felt it the next day even more. And it shows that, like, the men and women that do this stuff, the people that say it's fake really don't know what they're talking about because that stuff hurts. And, you know, you got to give a lot, you know, shout out to all the people, the men and women that do this because it's, man, had a whole new out, uh, look out on wrestling after I took that first bump. I was like, man. So timetable of when it was that you started training. I started uh, like the, like 2021. I want to say at the end of like April. Okay. I, mean, I did the boot camp over there because what CK does is they have a boot camp. And then the next week is your first day of class. Yeah. Because he gives you that opportunity. So you don't waste money. He's like, you know, so you don't waste money and don't waste his time or your time to see if you want to do it. He runs like a little class for that boot camp, some bumps, some drills, see if you can handle it. 
So obviously that boot camp was successful enough for you that you decided to come back for, uh, for, for class and, and, and how does skull and bones do their class? Are, are they, do you guys do nightly sessions or, or how does that work? So it's uh, right now it's Sunday through Tuesday. It's three night, uh, three days a week. And it's at nighttime. It's like, uh, there's a, if the new class starts, it, sh- it will be five to nine. Like that's the whole, like, cause you got five to seven for the new class, seven to nine for the advanced class. And then that's just how it works. Like if you want to get some work in, if you're already trained, you got to come seven to nine, you're new, you'll be there five to seven. Nice. Nice. So once you were going through training and you, you went from the beginning classes, taking advanced classes and whatever, when was it that you were able to have your first match? How did that all go out? Honestly, I had, I was doing some practice matches and CK, I just got hit up one night to go to a show with a uh, chin strap, Kyle Barrett. And he's, and I, uh, asked CK if I could do it. He was like, yeah, you know, you're, you've shown me enough in the ring, all this and that you still need training, but you can go ahead and have it. So I went with, uh, chin strap to, uh, I want to, it was pro wrestling all-stars. I didn't even have gear yet. I just went out there in some shorts and wrestled, uh, Brutus Atwell. Okay. And I, and I just, I loved, I, I loved it. It was, it was bad because I'm, I was really bad then, but. <laughs> so you went up with Kyle to, to pro wrestling all-stars. You had your first match with Brutus. Um, and then obviously you go back to the school and talk to CK and, and um, when you're at pro wrestling all-stars, you know, did you get any advice on how the match went? Did Kyle, you know, give you any pointers or anyone? Yeah, uh, a few people gave pointers. They were, you know, just how to structure the match a little better. And then when I got back to the school, CK and Trey and all them guys watched it, gave me tips, and told me because you know I'm I'm hard on myself because I I nitpick every little thing because every because the way I'm trained by Trey and CK, you, those guys, you know, have a lot of respect and Trey's at the top of this business at the moment in my eyes. You know, being ranked 49th out of 500 people, that's that's right. pretty amazing. Got you know, so knowing that he's always watching. And no matter if he's there or not, he's going to see it eventually because I'm a product of his. Makes me like nitpick every little thing down to the detail. And I'm like, damn, it makes me think. But that uh, train them said that match is not that bad. It's something to work off of and gave me a bunch of tips and a bunch of uh, ways to get better and how to develop my character a little more and how to set this up so it makes more sense for everybody. And it, they, they helped a lot. They still do. Awesome. So, We've seen you had some different type of opportunities since you've been in the business year, year and a half, however long it's been that, that you've been uh, that you've been in it. Um, we've seen you at IWR. Most recently, we've seen I, we've seen you at Flophouse. We've seen you recently, most recently at Combat One, doing some stuff with them. Um, talk about these experiences. You know, they not have not all been in ring matches, but talk about the experiences that you've had at these different companies. So let's start off with IWR. That's where I got a lot of my opportunities at, you know, because of CK and uh, Rhino. Rhino has put me in positions to work with someone like Logan. Let's start right off. Let's start with Logan because I was his fan for a minute. Logan knows what he's doing. <laughs> Logan's the man out here. Like I'm like, and let's. I want to say thank you to IWR, Rhino, and all those guys for even giving me the opportunity because just like IWR was my very first indie show I ever went to. So to start my career with working with someone as legendary as Rhino, it's a blessing. I And I'm truly blessed. I really do know that. And I thank them guys for the opportunities that they give me. 
you know, hugely. But I, so I work with Logan, I learn from him. And then, you know, just do, just doing my part, doing what I'm asked, you know, just going all out with that character to get, you know, to help Logan and do everything that I'm told. Cause I don't do nothing. Uh, 50%. If I'm going to do something in this business, I want to do a hundred percent. So I can say to myself, I didn't half-ass it. So I have no regrets, but working with Logan, and then working with someone like Madman, uh, Big Con, PCO, and all the guys he's worked had matches with, I got to sit back there, watch them talk to each other, and learn from them. Even little stuff. I know my spots weren't the biggest, the longest, or even they're not even matches, but I'm part of it. And just to hear them talk about what they're going to do and how to how they handle themselves just gives a different light how to do this. And I respect them, you know. And appreciate them for letting me listen in because they didn't have to. They could have said, hey, go away, come here when I tell you to and learn your spot and go away. But they didn't. They all were very nice, super respectful. And I appreciate that at the end of the day. Like, I really do appreciate Rhino for trusting me to do those spots and, you know, uh, have the opportunity to be on his show. Right. So we saw you out at Flophouse. Uh, uh, you know, that, that was fun. That was a. Uh, uh... A, a nice thing and you also got to um wrestle at flop house on one of the private stashes or was it uh, a scramble I'm, i've wrestled on, on the main show I've, I've wrestled uh on the private stash a handful of times and i uh you were in the one scramble match yeah the one i think i was in i was in two scrambles actually okay. i believe because the one time i came off the top rope it didn't look good please don't yeah, watch yeah. that <laughs> yeah Man, and then uh, I was in another one, I believe, too. I was in two scrambles, I believe. Okay. So you and went out, you, out. Did, you did Flop House. And how was that experience? Um, Those are fun. Those are, I love the vibes out there. I love the vibes out there, man. Indianapolis with Swartzy, Randy, Kenny. Kenny's the man, too. So is Swartzy. And Randy's the toughest one out of all of the men, though. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's a bummer that that venue closed down. The uh, NESA Brewing Company closed their doors, so. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. there, but we've seen you out at Flop House. Uh, we've seen you now. Look, uh, let's talk about some of the more recent stuff that we've seen you at Combat One. Um, you, you got a spot. You got to be the drunken Santa Claus. Um, how was that? You know, getting to work with um, all those guys at Combat One. See, that's fun because that's like that was probably like I'm. It might no one knows this, but. A lot of people are like, wow, why does he do that? Why does he, you know, because I hear that a lot every time I coach someone. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Because you got to pay dues. You can't just, you know, there's a lot of people that just think, oh, you should start off being, oh, you're this and that. You should be for a championship, all that. No, you got to pay dues and you got to do things. And I don't have a problem being Santa Claus because I got to work behind the scenes with some amazing people like Chris Klontz, uh, Brad. Doing that Santa stuff was fun. I laughed the whole time. Like I, I don't care what anyone says. Like there's, a, there's parts of shows like there's comedy and shows you need it. So like I just do my part in what I'm asked of, because it's an opportunity. And if I kill it at that, hopefully they see in my mind. I, I hope they see that I killed it and will let me do another opportunity to kill something else. Like we had a talk at Flophouse once, and and you brought up the point of people asking you, you know, why aren't you doing this? How come you doing this? And, and like the talk we had, you were like, this is an opportunity for me to learn, you know, regardless of if I'm in an actual match, I just have a spot or whatever. It's an opportunity to learn from people. 
and you've definitely taken advantage of those opportunities that you've been given um, since you've been since you've been in the business here. Um, I know, and some people might not like me. You know, they say things about me because I'm always in character, like I, who I want to portray myself at the show. Now, you guys came to me and was like, "Let's have a shoot interview. Let's do this right. Let's not, big, you know, let's bring Big Murph down a little bit." There's not many people I do that for, but you guys, I always see you guys everywhere. Like you guys travel, you guys respect this business. So, you know, I gotta be, I'll be respectful to you guys and do what you ask. And that's all. And you guys gave me the opportunity to be on your podcast. And I respect that. I've been wanting to be on it for a minute since I met you, Brandon. I met Brandon before anyone because he was there at IWR cheering me on. I thought he was a fan because he was talking uh, some smack to me. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, but he was wearing a, he was wearing a Logan t-shirt before I knew who he was. And I was like, right. And I was new to the business, so I'm like, man, is he being serious? But then I found out who you guys were. My boy Hotch gave me some tips on you guys and said you guys are great people. And that's all you guys have been is nothing but great and respectful and nice to me the whole time. I'm, since I, Every time I see you guys. And when I seen you guys out at Flap House in Indiana, now I don't see many Michigan that are based in Michigan podcast people traveling outside of Michigan. So that just opened my eyes. I'm like, damn, these guys really do care about wrestling. And they're not just covering one little spot in Michigan or one little show. And I was like, man, they probably Yeah, we pride guys. ourselves in covering the Midwest, like I told you when we when we mm -hmm. talked about doing this. And I told you we thought it would be best for people to see, you know, a different side of Murph, you know, that um, can help get that name out for you and stuff. So we talked that you wanted to talk about a little bit of change in what you're going to do in the ring. Yeah, so change. So uh, tell us about that. So Big Murph, you know, I want to still be him somewhat, be because I want to be. Oh, I just want to be a, a heel. I really do. Like I, I buy into it, because I want everyone to hate me. It just is what it is. Like I, I, I go back to times when like. You guys know Terry Funk in nineteen, like in the Japan era when he was just loved over there. I want to be hated the way he was loved because that's like that, those pops he gets when he comes out all that stuff I want to be hated like I want like I want you like the fans to sit there want to spit on me throw your pop at me and be like wow that dude is a piece of garbage go home and be mad that I if I win I win if I lose be glad I lost and I just want them to feel how disgusting of a human being I am in that sense because at the end of the day Big Murph and, you know, Brandon Murphy are two different people. And, right. I, and that's, you know, you asking me to dump, you know, to bring that down. I wouldn't have done that for a lot of people. I really wouldn't have. Because I'm always in character. Like, put it this way. No one's going to ask MJF to bring himself down. Like, oh, MJF, don't act like a piece of shit. Sorry for my language. Like, oh, no one's going to tell him. All right, cool. No one's going to tell him not to be a piece of shit. So just because I'm green and brand new, why do I got to? I'm trying to be on that level. I'm trying to be up there. I'm trying to pay my dues, put miles on, and do what you know, I'm supposed to do. So when I'm at shows and stuff and people are like, oh, why are you acting this way? Why are you so so hostile and rude? Because there's a thousand fans. There's a bunch of fans here. If I let them see me a different way at the show, they're going to think this is fake. They're going to think this is not real. They're going to, and it just, I'm like, 
I respect this business to the max and it's, I'll do whatever it takes to keep the business intact and respect it. I don't like now. I know there's times and places to be Brandon Murphy and big Murph. I know how to shut that off. So when I'm at the show for four or five hours, setting up, tearing down, doing my match, doing whatever is needed of me, I'm in that character mode. So if we're not in the back and you're a boy, you're going to get treated the way big Murph would treat you. And I try to preach that so much. And I rub some people the wrong way for that. And I apologize tenfold every time, but it's not my problem if they're mad at me. Right. You know, and I, and I know me personally, I'm a big fan of the heels. Um, and, and you mentioned Hotch. Um, That's my brother. I Hotch love has him. Been, Hotch has been, we've, we've said it for three plus years. That's pro wrestling. Edge's champ. We've said it for years. Obviously, we the love Hotch. We have respect for him, and he loves us because he he just wore our uh, merch in his in one of his. Oh, most he's favorite. always wearing your gear, man. He's yeah, he's, he's he loves us. Always we working him. out in the cutoff he has of your guys' stuff. I see him all the time in it. Yeah, That's we love Hotch. I love him too, man. That's my mentor. He honestly, my very first thing I did for this business was he was on. Uh, besides training, my very first show I went to was with him down in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh no, Pittsburgh. I went down to a wrestling pit, ran by Lady Frost. I watched him wrestle Buddy Matthews. I rented a car, told him, let's go. And we got, he took me with him. I learned, I learned so much from him. I call him my mentor. He might be the same age as me, but that's the big brother I never had. Right. He is a, he, and it's funny because nobody knows this, not a lot of people. Uh, Me and him went to school together. He graduated one year before me. He's the same age as me. And we just didn't like each other in high school. Go figure. He, uh, he was my, like, he's not a bully, but like, and I wasn't a bully either, but we were each other's bullies, if that makes sense. Right. Like, cause he would talk crap to me in a serious way. And I talked crap to him in a serious way. And then I just matured. And one day, you know, I seen him, I heard he was a wrestler. I didn't know he went to Skull and Bones. I, when I walked into from my boot camp. I was like, holy crap. I went up to him, apologized. I said, let's put high school behind us. And we did. And here we are. He, like, I text him almost every day. Every time I have a, I feel like something's wrong in wrestling, I ask him how to handle it, how to be professional, how to be, to do this business the right way. Because he's messed up along his way, you know, and he tells me how to handle myself and how to do things. Like, I, He's up there, man. He and you know, I'm glad he won gut check. I'm glad he's starting to get him the recognition that he deserves. Mm-hmm. He's he's that damn good. He is a star. And We've been saying it. We've been saying this is the moment we saw him. That's why we uh, dubbed him PWE champ because uh, he is no definitely a star. But this little change in your gimmick, little change in what Big Murph's going to be. Let's uh, tell the listeners about it. So I'm still going to be a heel. Still going to be a piece of crap. Because you're going to hate me. Because I'm going to be that damn good. I'm going to go into character for a minute if that's okay with you guys. Because I'm, I'm going to be a piece of shit. Your mom's going to hate me. Your girlfriend's going to love me. There's nothing I can tell you. I want to be... <clears throat> excuse me. I want to be... I'm going to be called the designer Murph. Because I design everything to happen my way. This just the way it is. And like, I'm designer made. I can't help that. I was born to be special. Born to be designer, to wear the Gucci, to wear the Louis Vuitton, to be top, top of this business, to be the best, to be the best piece of shit that you'll ever see. You're going to go home and your wife's going to dream about me 
and your daughter's going to want to be with me and your husband's going to be like, damn, I wish I was him, but I hate him. That, that's just the way it is. All right. right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll design. It. I'm going to turn it over to Big Cass for some, uh, for, uh, for some more talk. What's up, Big Murph, man, or the designer Murph now, I'm going to call you. We're going to get into that habit of start calling you that. And I, I dig I dig the new change. I dig it. I, I like it a lot. And uh, it just gets me more to work with, too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I remember that first time we actually had that talk at IWR. I was actually there the first show that you made your appearance. Uh, we didn't talk then. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And then me and Brokowski went to that next IWR show and we had sat like right by you or right behind you. And you kind of, you gave us that look like, all right, these, these guys aren't normal. These, and we had a good conversation then and then everywhere else, but congratulations on all that. You have some really great mentors. You seem like you soak everything up like a sponge. Just keep that level head. I know you want to be that perfectionist. Sometimes you got to fail to succeed. You That's got where I learned the most, man. And I'm sure you got you got Trey, you got Hotch, you got Sam Beal, you got Kenny, you got a lot of people that are over you, above you, that are going to tell you these same things and show you that right way. But what I'm going to do this week, because Jay Bird couldn't make it, I'm going to take over the bird's nest. Tweet, tweet, fellas. Did I do that right, Brokowski? Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. So this is like what we like to get into outside of the wrestling business, your other hobbies and stuff like that. So um, going on your page, I could tell you are a huge basketball fan. Huge oh, basketball LeBron. fan. And yeah, I was getting into that. LeBron, when have you always been a basketball fan like you were a wrestling fan? Or was that something that came in later? Or did you play basketball also? Uh, I didn't play uh, basketball any like serious level, not even in high school. I tried, though, you know, not that good. I think I'm good, though. But um, I got into basketball just uh, growing up on it. Uh, mainly my stepdad's family got into it. Like my, uh, his nephew won, won a state championship down here at Central Catholic High School in Toledo. And I just watched it from there. My, what got me into basketball, though, was this dude named Kobe Bryant. Everyone knows who he is, obviously. But I was like, I heard everyone kept yelling Kobe when they shot or they did that, that, that good thing in the garbage. I'm like, who the hell is Kobe? So I asked my dad, my stepdad, they put me on to him. My first game I ever watched, and I'll never forget it, because this is when LeBron took over for me. 07, Cavs versus the Lakers. And I'm watching this number 23 dude. Who the hell is he? And my dad sits me down, tells me who he is, all that stuff. And from there on, it's Kobe and LeBron. That's number one and two. And I believe in my heart, LeBron is number one, Kobe's number two, Jordan's number three. You know, you have your own opinions on it. Everyone does. I stopped arguing after Kobe. I stopped arguing as much about who's the best when Kobe died because that you can't argue greatness. And those three players and everyone in the NBA is great, obviously, you know, in the top 10. I just respect greatness at this point. In my heart, though, if, I'm, if I ever say anyone's the best, it's O'Brien. So are the Lakers your team then? Or are you just a LeBron fan and you have a different team? Well, is LeBron on the Lakers? Um, yeah, yeah. See, myself though, I'm just an all-around sports guy. I have my team. I'm a Pistons guy, but I could probably pluck a player from so many teams. Oh, it's crazy because like, the Pistons. I will go and watch them all day because I am a sports guy. Like, listen here, my my football team is New England. My second team is Detroit. I have season tickets to the Lions. The Lions are on the outcome. I can't wait for that season. 
Yeah, they, they had a really good season. Uh, unfortunately, they put my Packers out of playoff contention last Fuck year. Fuck Rogers. Fuck the Packers. Man, yeah. <laughs> How's your God, name, Brandon? God dang it, Murph. Now we hate each other again. Um, well, I hate it. Listen, I hate, your, I hate your quarterback, man. He's just a drama queen. But I respect him at the same time because, once again, he is great. He's top five, top six in my book for all-time best quarterbacks, even though he's only got one ring, choke artist. But it is what it is. You know, that's one more ring than the entire Detroit Lions organization has ever won. Yeah, not for long, I'm, though. Cause... I'm good with that. And I do believe that. I, I do Hands believe the change. Lions are on the come up. I do believe the Lions are on the come up. Growing up down here, you know, like you said, Patriots are your first team. Lions are your second. I've always loved the Packers since I, I was five. And the Lions, you know, I pull for when they're not playing Green Bay. You know, so <laughs> That's how that's, I feel about the Patriots. I mean, Barry Sanders is one of my all-time favorite players of all time, you know. Honestly, I'm picking a Detroit Lions player over any Packer player that's ever existed. So, if that tells you anything. Uh, Man, I just met Barry. Barry's a great dude. Yeah. Uh, so, I also seen you've been getting into – I've seen you in the gym a lot lately. We actually just seen a clip with you today with Big Flex. You said yeah, personal goal today? Uh, I said it yesterday. Oh, okay. Something I didn't post last night because – Posting, you know, is a big deal in this business because, you know, you're always being seen. So I, I choose when the right – I think the right time is around like 3 to 5-ish because everyone's getting off work, checking their phones, ready to go. So they see it, and they're like, man, merch working. And I got into the gym because I was with – you know, you guys obviously know who Nabok is. Mm-hmm. Catfish King, man. I mean, Cat Hat for whatever he calls himself. Owner of Combat boy. Boy, man. I love him, man. He's been – I don't know who's helped me more, him or Hotch outside of the business, like, telling me how to run, do the business. But he sat me down and said, hey, man, you're fat. He just – he black and white. In the most nice way you can put it, you're fat. I'm, I'm bigger. I get it. That's nice. And he said – I mean, you got to respect it, though, right, because he was telling me, man, like, because, I, you know, I've been putting this work to be on a show and all this, and he's like, hey, man, let's 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 bring you back a little bit. Let's, let's look at reality here. You, you know – I don't want the best out there because I'm not in the best of shape. So he's like to respect this business fully and to do it at the level you want. I want to do it at. And a lot of people want to do it at. I got to spend hours in the gym. I got to put them works and I got to eat right. Like, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I've been working out with flex and eating the way flex tells me to. I'm not the nicest person during the day. Sometimes (laughs) I'm freaking starving. Like I'm hungry right as we speak right now, the food just, food at this point is just fuel. That's all it is. And working out with Flex, my very first time, we're doing a leg workout. This man, we're an hour and a half in. That's how usually my workouts last, an hour, hour and a half. I'm like, good, I'm about to I'm about to get ready to go. I'm getting ready. This man goes, what are you doing, Murph? I'm like, I'm getting ready to go. He goes, "We're just that's just a warm-up. And he's being serious. We that's worked out for another two hours. That's big you know, fun. God. He works. That man is an animal. He is, and I've seen his transition oh to what he used to be. So you're you working out with him could lead to good things for you and your body. And that's one thing you need to do for that longevity in this business. You need to take care of your body. And not only that, you know, the working out part. He, does, he this man sat me down for an hour and told me how to recover. I'm like, you just got it all figured out. Because he takes it. He takes his health. And his workouts very, very seriously. And me getting in touch with him is one of the best things that's ever happened to me. Because I was working out, you know, 
I'm not gonna lie. When I first started in the business, I worked out for six months, like into the summer, heavily, and I, I lost a bunch of weight. Cause when I started wrestling, I weighed 331 pounds exactly, and now I'm down to 230. Hell yeah! Be, I couldn't even do a back roll, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it means a lot for real. And if I can do it, that means anyone can do it. Because let me tell you something, man. I I I, I hate the gym. I hate it, but I love it. Something it's just I put it in my routine because being in the gym is just not something you just oh I'm gonna go do this day because I feel fat or I feel tired or I mean I feel you know not myself or whatever it's a lifestyle and Brandon you know Flex and Nabok have gotten that into my head they pounded it in there until it's I'm now I'm in there every day I make it a routine right at like I just came from the gym that's where I'm coming from as we you know before I jumped on here because of those guys and. Believe it or not, Nate used to be, because my first time working out with him, I was like, oh, he put on some crazy weight. I was like, he's not about to lift that. And just went like an animal just in there going hard. He showed me some pictures of himself three years ago. This man, Nate, used to be jacked. You go on his Instagram, you guys will see him. He kind of, he's like a little version of Flex. <laughs> I could see why they brought Flex into the, the game changers and made it. Made oh, it man. So we talked about the basketball. We talked a little bit about football. We talked about the gym and your weight training. Do you have any other hobbies that you like to do outside of wrestling? Hmm. I like to watch plays, if that makes sense. Really? I like to go to, especially during, like, the holiday season. I like to take my girl. Me and her, you know, we go down to the Toledo Theater here. I love uh, – I can't think of the name of it. The one with the old man. Uh, the, like he, the, ghost, the Ghost of Christmas Past. I love that one. Like they put oh, on a Christmas great show. Carol. Yeah, Christmas Carol. Yeah, I can never think of the name. I always remember it as the old guy. And then I go and watch Charlie Brown too. You know, that's I know, something you guys... I, I never would have uh, thought that you, that wasn't an that was an unexpected answer. And that's why we do these interviews. You know, like we're, we that's something Murph. Brandon Murphy likes to do. Not yeah. uh, not Murph. Oh, yeah. Big Murph hates it. Big <laughs> Murph will tell you to go go tell you to get, uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> crowd yelling at the ghost fuck you ghost I just, it's just I'm like I'm into art like I love art Like, and to me I'm in the shoes too if you guys see me I'm always in a new pair of shoes if you honestly go back and watch uh, anything IWR I pride it on myself on having a new pair of shoes every time I did something with Logan and I wore my one of my favorite pair of shoes when he put me through that door on Christmas like I have overall Last time I counted, I think I had 200 and something shoes that in my house at this moment. That's why he's I have a designer. I have more shoes at my mom's and in my storage unit. I have over three, like, I want to say like 350. I have a problem. That's that a sneakerhead right there. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's and an I'm extensive it. collection. What's your oh, favorite just, pair? Man, I got so many. My favorite pair right now is the Jordan 5 off-white uh, sales, the uh, the white pair. I have the, I love those so much, man. My next pair that I'm about to get, though, are the uh, – what are they? They're about to drop. The UN, they're all blue fives, UNC okay. blue fives, man. Because it's another – like wearing those shoes isn't about feeling rich or anything. isn't about feeling – I'm into the history of those shoes as much as I – you know, you see me on Facebook, I might say some stuff about Jordan, how much I disrespect him on there sometimes. But I really do respect the 
because he put a lot of work in to have that name, to have those shoes, because he worked his tail off to make the name Jordan sweet. And I wear those shoes not because I feel sweet in them or anything, because I, I personally just love them. And I think it's an art. Those shoes are art. Just like you know, the plays, I go and watch them and I love them. And that's how we feel about wrestling that, you know, to us, it is art, you know. Oh, so, it's the biggest art form in the world. see why you segued, you know, into the wrestling business because you are doing art. You've portrayed countless amount of characters. We've seen you be a cop. We've seen you be a super fan. We've seen you be a goose. We've seen you. Well, be, when was I a goose? I was never a goose. With the goose. With the goose. You, you've been in a vehicle with the goose. We've seen you on the highway. We've seen Look, you on the highway. Hey, man, goose. Hey, let me tell you something. Goose is the most disrespectful person there is in this business. He doesn't stop talking shit. He does not. I don't know how, like, but it makes sense, though, because I understand why Kenny deals with me so much, because Goose is, whatever I am, he's ten times that. You guys just don't hear it because you don't ride with him. Because, <laughs> like, when he comes to the show, he's quiet, or he's just doing the Hong Kong. This, this damn Goose, man. But Goose has gotten me some opportunities, though. To be big Merc. and Kenny is another person that I I want to give a shout out to, like I did Hotch and Rhino and all those guys, because Kenny's helped me out a lot too. Like every time he has a spot open in his car, hey Merc, you want to go? Merc, Merc, I'm going here. Like he like literally just asked me yesterday to go to Dayton with him, and then he got called into work to go work down there, and he's like, Merc, if you don't want to drive here, it's cool. He didn't even tell me I was going to have a match or anything, but I was going to jump in the car because it's an opportunity to learn. And I feel like that's a lot of new people don't understand that these days. And I'm glad I have Trey and CK, you know, in my ear, kicking my ass, telling me, hey, man, and Hotch to get in those cars and learn. Even if it's because we all know that some of these shows ain't the best, you know, mm -hmm. but you learn from them. So, you know, hey, man, don't don't do that. Don't be like this. And man, it's I, I learn a lot from those guys. Man, Skull and Bones is really just a different breed. I have one last question before you go, and this is kind of a question we ask everybody that comes on here. One of your mentors, Trey, just had a crazy hardcore deathmatch-style match for the X Division title. Would you ever consider doing a deathmatch? See, my thing is with deathmatches, I want to get this out because I don't want to sound disrespectful at all. If you do a deathmatch with no buildup, like, just that horse, and there was no better than none of them. You just got in and did them. Cool. I respect you because you put your body to, through hell to entertain these fans. I have nothing but respect for you and want to, you know, you do you. But for me, I will do a death match. I have no problem doing it. But it's got to make sense. I can't just get in the ring and just do a match. Like, like of that magnitude because you are, I'm literally going to get in there. Have I'm probably going to get scars for the rest of my life. For what, a one-off and say, oh, I just did this to get my ass whooped and in a easily whatever I would get paid paycheck? Come on. My life's worth more than that. And I'm in this business to respect it. And I'm not saying they're disrespecting it, but that's just not my art form just to jump in and do a death match. Now, can I ask you guys a question? Who's the best death match wrestler there is? Like currently right now? Yeah, because I got mine, and I love him. I mean, I can watch his death matches all day because he kills himself, and I love him. I mean, I got I got one, and then I got a person that's a close second. Uh, John Wayne Murdoch. 
I mean, he is he is considered the best deathmatch wrestler right now. But my close yeah, second, good one. if he didn't get hurt and had that continuous go at it, Hoodfoot. Oh, man, I forgot about Hoodfoot. I love Hoodfoot. Hoodfoot's my dude. I talk to him a lot, too. He's funny. And Randy deserves to be in this conversation, too. Oh, she does. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro, she's top ten easily. Top top five. She's a woman. Her and Mickey Knuckles be beating the shit out of each other. I watched that death match. Did you guys uh, at Flop House watch them wrestle? And then just a couple days ago, I watched a video of Mickey's uh, getting her that shit removed out of her leg. Respect yeah, that all shit day. was nuts. That shit was thick. But um, my favorite death match wrestler is Tommy. And that, I, I love him, like. As a human in the back, he's great. And like this isn't me like kissing an ass or anything, because I don't do that. I'd rather put work in. But Tommy, man, wrestling, he got thrown off that shit into the concrete floor and got up and did two more shows after that. The hell's wrong with him? Yeah, that Tommy, man, we it's a dog. We're, we're known, we're, we're known that we weren't huge DTA fans. We were kind of the opposite here in the state of Michigan, and it was a love-hate thing, but Tommy breaking off a of DTA, doing his own thing, going deathmatch. He is on the the stairway up. He, oh, he's moving on up. He he could he could very well be if he has the year this whole year like he ended last. He could oh, be one of the top guys in this business doing deathmatches today. And and my other problem that I would say I have with deathmatch wrestling is, and I want I want this to be honest. Because I don't care who, like, if they have a problem with me, they'll come to me and we'll talk about it. How many of those deathmatch wrestlers, though, can put out a match without deathmatch wrestling like Tommy? Well, be honest about it, too, because I'm being honest with you guys. Not, a lot of those motherfuckers can't do it. Now, they're good at deathmatch wrestling, and it's a different art form. But at the end of the day, I want to see them wrestle, too, at least once. When I say wrestle, I mean get in there without those weapons and tell that story. Like if I bring my mom to a show, I don't want her to go up oh, and she goes, oh, like when she watches hot, she goes, damn, that was great. Cause he's great. Not all, oh, he just mangled his body and just did some stuff because there's money involved. Like I want everyone to respect this business and do it right. Like have that story, have you guys go home or the fans go home like, wow. They made me feel something, and I watched them kill themselves doing it instead of just punch, 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 light tube, light tube, light tube, glass spot. Like, because not to be mean to those deathmatch wrestlers, because like I said, I love them and I respect them. But a lot of people can just hit themselves with light tubes and just, oh, yeah. But Tommy, like I said, is the best because. He tells that story during his matches, especially uh, where did he wrestle? What's that promotion called over there in New Jersey? I that that was the very first time I sat down and watched a deathmatch wrestling, and he told the best story I've ever seen. I was like, "Yeah, he's doing really good over there at ICW, and he's getting what it's he, called. He, he made his opportunities there. Yeah, oh, he, and he he killed those opportunities too." Right, like, and then another name I want to throw out there for because he does deathmatch wrestling and also can wrestle too. I mean, I'm not saying these guys can't wrestle. I just haven't seen it. That's my. That's the only thing. I don't want to disrespect no one. Like I said, MM3. Like he went over there to New Jersey and killed all his opportunities too. Because I watch these guys. Because these guys are sitting in the positions that I want. 
not the, the death match, but like being the, you know, the name, being booked wherever and whenever. All, their weekends are booked. Mm. I'm not going to lie. My weekends are booked. But that's because I go to these shows hoping for an opportunity and just being prepared to have the opportunity because preparation right. meets opportunity and I'm going to have it. Those guys I respect. And I like I said, I want to make it clear again, no disrespect to no death math wrestlers because I respect that you guys go out there and put their bodies on the line to entertain. Yeah, and that's how it is. And, you know, you either love it or hate deathmatch wrestling type deal. And uh, you can't convince somebody that doesn't like it. And then just the opposite way, you can't convince deathmatch fans to hate it. So it's just like, I, to, and to put it this way, because I never even liked the, the Hell in a Cell pay per view, a lot of them, because you, it was just like little, those, that four week build up just to go into a cage because of what? Like when Michaels and Triple H did it, they beat the shit out of each other for months, months. And then it ended in the Hell in a Cell, just like Mick Foley, Triple H, Undertaker, Mankind, all that. It's just a build up. And that should be like the last thing because this feud or this this hate thing, you want to kill each other. And it's just, but once again, like I said, no disrespect because if you get in there, you do you, you do you. And Hoodfoot, fuck him. Because everywhere he goes, he says, fuck Murphy. So fuck him. <laughs> Man, hey, you were there. The very first night he started doing that, I didn't even do nothing. He just picked up the mic after my match and said, fuck you, Murph. And it's, I, I guess he does it kind of frequently, I guess. And some like he just, he'll be walking around saying, fuck Murph. And I'm like, I'm not even there. <laughs> I, got, I got a text from, uh, uh, I don't remember who it was. But they go, they said, why is Hoodfoot walking around saying, fuck Murph? And I'm like, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Because me and Hoodfoot have gotten along great. He is a really nice dude. He's sweet. I like him. Yeah, we we got introduced to him years and years ago at Flophouse. We were there when he he won the Flophouse Championship at the very first Flophouse show. Uh, then we got to do a nice little interview um, with him after that show. So still, Hoodfoot, you got to take us to meet Trixie. All we right, still got to meet Trixie. We still got to meet Trixie, my man. Who? <laughs> I see. I heard that name too. I don't know who that is. Who is that? We we, we, we don't know. We're we're waiting on Hoodfoot to tell us. See, it was COVID time, so you know clubs weren't open. If if you're catching my drift, gentlemen. <laughs> so uh, I feel it, man. Hey, you know, hey, I didn't. I I don't. I didn't see nothing. Yeah, go back. You want to hear what he said? Go back to man. 150 episodes ago, right. <laughs> you know, go back 150 episodes ago. You'll hear our, it's our flop house, very first flop house show uh, recap that we did with Christopher Kohlenberg from RPW. We made that trip down for that one. And we had a great time. Me, Brokowski and Chris, that is it from, me, from the bird's nest. I'm going to pass it back to Brokowski. If he has anything left for you. No, I want to thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us today, um, giving us a little insight on who the designer is. I'm really excited to see what he's going to be in the ring. I'm expecting to see a pretty big entrance being called the designer. I would expect something pretty fancy, especially oh, footwear-wise, I'd hope. Oh, next time you guys see me, though, this is going to have a party in the back. Oh shit! And, and, and the nails will be different too, because like I said, Jeff Hardy is my dude. I figured a way to pay tribute to him, and you know, I love Jeff Hardy. He always had his nails painted because it's another way of art. And 
I got Gucci on my pink my, my finger right now. If you can see, I got the snake on there. It's coming off though. I had it on for a few days. <laughs> oh hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm, I'm loving just, it more and more. I'm buying into the whole thing here. I'm gonna like I'm gonna go balls to the wall and see where it gets me because I got the right people in my corner. Time to do what I gotta do. The the fire and determination that I see with the passion that you talk with, just talking about uh, wrestling in general. You're definitely going to be going there, bro. There's no doubt about that. that. And especially hearing about you totally changed your physique. You're doing the whole nine yards with it all, man. There's nothing stopping you at this point, bro. And I, I got the right, like I said, I got the right people in my corner. And I want to take the time out to thank you guys for having me on here because it means a lot. And for you guys to come out and just say, hey, don't be like, you know, you are as a wrestler. Because a lot of people will just have me come through and I be, you know, I do what I do because I respect the business. And then I get, you know, shit on afterwards because that guy's a dick. No, you just haven't met Brandon Murphy yet. No, we greatly appreciate Brandon Murphy coming on with us and chatting with us. We respect the hell out of you for doing that for us. But where can the people find you on social media? What's your links at? You can find me on uh, Instagram at big underscore Murphy 2370. And you can find me on Twitter at Brandon 2370. And you find me on Facebook as Big Murph until I change it to designer. And do you got anything going on this weekend? Any shows? Uh, at this moment in time, no, but hopefully that gets filled. There's still time. There's definitely still time. That's going to change for sure this week. But I will be my next show that I'm that I'm on 100% waiting to can't wait for it to happen. May 5th, Combat One. Everyone, I hope everyone shows out. Uh, you got Hernandez there. And the Laredo kid and my mentor Hotch will be there. So that three right there is worth a mission alone. Definitely. I'm loving what Combat One's doing right now. So uh, I'm definitely, I was sad that I had to miss the last one, but I'm going to make up oh, for it in twice full. And this another man one. that's going out there killing it too. I, and I, I, the same kids that has is just me being honest. Nate Box killing it right now. Oh, Everything definitely. he's doing. Oh, that's, yeah, that's my our boy. boy. Too. That's hey, that's mine boy. too. Like I was just with him in Flex yesterday. I'm with him. I talked to Nate a lot. He's a great dude. He's learned from the best, and he's passing it down. He's helping out. I appreciate him the most. Well, Brandon, thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with us and giving us uh, this little bit of time out of your day thank and you hanging guys. out. You have Thanks a great so day, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on a little bit down the road. We'll bring you back on and see see where the designer's at. Thank you, guys. Hopefully my hair is colored by then. <laughs> Be safe, guys. Morning. Thank Do you. the same, man. We'll see you later. Have a good one. Yeah, bye. Hell yeah, man! I'm excited to see what the designer is gonna be bringing to the table, man. I am excited for it for sure. It's gonna be it's gonna be something sweet. You got something cooking, and I'm excited to see it. But uh, before we go into our ad read, I just want to remind you that we're gonna come back talking about horror slam blood blood kings. Pretty sure that's what it was called. I got to go back yep. and double check that. Blood Kings. And we'll go ahead and get into our ad read. If you're in the Tri-City or Thumb area and you're looking for um, household moving, lawn care, commercial cleaning, reach out to Handy Eddie's. Um, Eddie Dillon, you can uh, you can reach out to him at 989-901-1855. If you're looking for graphic design work with quick turnaround times and affordable pricing, uh, get with our guy, Tony Garrix at Graphics by Garrix. He's done a lot of uh, 
work for us and he does great work and we got to see him on Friday. He was at horror slam. So, um, I'll give it Tony Garrick's graphics by Garrick's also become one with combat one May 5th elite sportsplex in Waterford township, Michigan. We're having sync or um, combat uno, a Cinco de Mayo celebration. Uh, Big Murph already spoke on it. Laredo kid's going to be there. Hernandez is going to be there. Um, a lot of great, great stuff that Combat One's doing. Um, check out their previous shows on IWTV. We are a sponsor and a partner with, with Combat One, so check them out. Combat One on Facebook, Combat One official on Twitter and Instagram, and check them out on IWTV, Combat One Wrestling. Let's get into this uh, horse lane. Oh, forgot. Brain Jerk Entertainment. They're back with podcasts. Um, you can find all their stuff at brainjerk.com. They stream everything on YouTube. I just want to give a, a shout out and a list of the podcasts that they're currently on. Um, we have Light It Up, which is every morning with um, Josh. Pillar Talk Reloaded with Ryan, Squared Circle Shenanigans with Scotty and Keith, um, kicking it with the coaches, Smokers and Friends, Mint Monroe, that's Ryan and um, someone from Mint Monroe, and then uh, Boss Talk with Jeff and Tino. Um, check them out. Everything's on Brain Jerk Entertainment's uh, YouTube channel. Brain Jerk Entertainment Company on Facebook, Brain Jerk Entertainment on Instagram and on TikTok. So check out Brain Jerk Entertainment for all that they do. Let's get into Horror Slam. Ooh, let's get into Horror Slam. I thought it was a pretty decent show. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'd say damn near every single match was great. Um, ooh, my personal favorite though. Tough one, tough one. Honestly, the first match started out with a bang with uh, Damian Chambers versus Mark Ross taking on versus Jeremiah Goldman versus Kyle Barrett, Chinstrap Jesus for uh, the Undeniable title. Yeah, that was a great match. Mark Ross, Damian Chambers, all of them brought it. Uh, but at the end of the day, Combat One in PWE's own Chinstrap Jesus Kyle Barrett comes out on top. And brings that undeniable title back. Um, yeah, I obviously love seeing Kyle um, be successful. Um, I would. There's a couple matches out of those four I'd like to see. I'd like to see a, a Mark Ross Damian Chambers match for sure, and I'd like to see a Mark Ross uh, Kyle Barrett match for sure. And we're still waiting on Damian Chambers Kyle Barrett. Uh, uh, that's another one I want to see. So, yeah, that was a great match. Obviously, it ended the way that we liked it with uh, one of our own coming out on top. So, good stuff. I also enjoyed MM3 and Eric Ryan. All they had was a ball of barbed wire. That's all they used in that match. The rest of it was just wrestling. I loved the hell out of that. I thought that was great. Yeah, he re uh, Malcolm retained his Horror Slam Heavyweight Championship in that match. Um, Another match that we enjoyed, but it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Um, 
DTA uh, wins the tag belts from uh, Midwest Scum. You know, our favorites, Logan and, and Zach, uh, but it, it didn't go down necessarily the way uh, we wanted it to, but it was a great match, and kudos to Aaron and Adam for uh, for, for uh, bringing those titles home. So, I wasn't there personally, but I've heard some things. I heard the Duke got on the mic. That's the things to say to Schlack. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay. We're going to talk about that. Okay. So, actually, out of all the matches, there was two of them that, you know, undeniable title match was really good. I really enjoyed Chuck Stein and, and Otis Kogar. I mean, Chuck took it to Otis and got the W. Um, that match was really awesome. But my favorite was Murdoch and Schlack. Is there any other ones you want to talk about before we talk about Murdoch and, oh, and Go Schlack? ahead, roll right into it. All right. So, of course, Murdoch comes out. I mean, one of the best entrances in deathmatch wrestling that there is. He gets in the ring, grabs his mic, and basically, you know, decides to go in on Schlack and XPW. Because Schlack is the XPW champ. And, uh... He called Slack out and said, if you got balls, you'll put the XPW title on the line. And uh, we had ourselves an XPW title match on, on Horseland. Yeah, I, I heard some things, and it kind of just uh, carried on that heat that's going on between ICW and XPW. You know, yeah. the, fans, the fans, I think, fight more about those two promotions than, I, I, right. than the wrestlers. But that right there, is seeing, seeing the number one deathmatch champ or deathmatch wrestler go up against Schlack, who defended his XPW t- ch- uh, title at Horseland. That's, yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah, it was a great match. Obviously, at the end, Schlack came out on top, but, you know, Murdoch uh, did not, you know, he, was, he wasn't he was tight-lipped. He said how he felt about Murdoch XPW. Murdoch never is, though. That's why I love said how he felt about him. Schlack, and uh, they went out there and they tore, tore it up. Is there anything you didn't like? on the show, Josh, because, you know, we also have to point that out, because I have some things I didn't like. I didn't like... Uh, if you want, I'll get right into it. Oh, Hillbilly, Hill, Hillbilly Jim. Hardcore or Hillbilly. Hillbilly um, I did not like him at all. Yeah, I'm, can, I'm not ever going to spend money on a show that hardcore. Yeah. For sure. I won't ever spend money again on a show that Hardcore Hillbilly's on. It, uh, it was bad. Uh, that's my, that's my main one, for sure. I felt bad for Pondo. So did I, yeah, um, real bad. And I wasn't a fan, I'll be honest with you. I was not a fan of the Shane Mercer, J.J. Escobar match. So it's the first time I got to see J.J. Escobar, but I was not a fan of that match. I, I was not I a like fan that of they teased really good stuff and they didn't deliver on it. They I, just I, gave us that, like, homeboy on fight. I still don't even know who that dude's name is and throw him out of the ring. And he missed the table completely. Dan asked me if he hit him, and I was like, oh, yeah, he hit. No, I seen the video the next day. He did not hit that table. Yeah, he hit the I've ground. Seen several <clears throat> angles of that clip. Um, man, did it get some? Uh, <laughs> you know, it got a lot of hate online. It and did. It got a lot of hate. I thought it was a good spot. I don't care the referee. So he forced the bad guy forced the referee to light him on fire. So I get where there's a storyline point to it, but. I like to see it happen every day. I, personally I thought it was a good spot. I personally didn't like it. Maybe it was because uh, the people in the match, I'm just not a fan of. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, you know, not 
disrespecting J.J. Escobar or Shane Mercer, but I, I've said on the podcast before, I'm not a Shane Mercer fan. So I just – I didn't like the spot. Uh, maybe it would have went over better with me if they had been able to hit it. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm glad that they acted quick and, and, and put that fire out. But um, the, the one cool thing I want to say now of Horror Slam is that you can see all their stuff on YouTube. They stre- that was the first time they streamed live on YouTube. I, they, they've streamed live in the past on another streaming platform, I believe, but now they're, uh, they're on, they're on YouTube. So check them out. Horseland. You'll be able to go back and see the show. And, uh, I believe going forward, they're going to start streaming everything live on, on YouTube. So here's my thoughts about that spot. I feel like if he had went through the table, like planned and not missed, everybody would have been talking about how great of a spot that was. Yeah. By a I also few. think that the fact that there was like that much room in between the ceiling and the fire that definitely played a part in it for sure. Right. Because that was my first words of the day and too. Like in the video when I'm recording, you can literally hear me go, oh shit, the ceiling's about to light up. Right. Yeah. Um and what was your second point, because uh, that was up. that was the only point. And and uh oh. So, because he didn't go through the table, Shane Mercer, of course, went out and just fucked him up even more. Right. You know, uh, like you said, quick reaction to the crew. Maybe they should have had a little bit more water and not just had to dump beer on them to, to put the fire two, out. They had two fire extinguishers. Like, you got to be safe with that shit. So, yeah. yeah. I can see that, how Horror Slam's getting the heat for it, for sure. Yeah. I think they so. should have went with the Weed Whacker instead. They teased the weed whacker the entire fucking match and never and they used it to smash a pot over his head. They should have used that fucker instead, and everybody would have been like, "What?" So all around, what grade would you give the horse lamp show? Out of ten. I'd give it a seven and a half out of ten. Six or seven. You know, I, I was gonna say B minus just because that was a couple a couple of matches I didn't like. I didn't like the the fire spot. I didn't like the uh, Pondo hardcore Hibbley match. Uh, but other than that, everything else was really good. You know, I liked. You know, I didn't like the outcome of Midwest Scum and DTA. That was a great match. Kyle and Damian, Mark and Jeremiah, and and uh, you know all those guys they tore it up to start the show. Um, uh, our our boy, uh, our 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 boy Don George is there. We don't really know what he's doing, but he's he has a little bit of something that he's not. You don't feel like he's got what he was promised at Horror Slam. Um, so I'm interested to see what Don's going to do going forward. Mark Roberts was there too. Mark Robertson is is you know was the ring announcer, but but um, Don George made it clear he's not happy with the way. Promises haven't been kept, and um, he did call out DTA. He said it's 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 nothing personal; it's business. So, sounds like he's got someone, some team coming in that's planning on coming in and trying to take those tag titles. But I mean, knowing Don Georgie, you know, there could be some mafia members coming. Right. Spare no expense. Well, like we said, um, MM3, Eric Ryan, those two always deliver. And uh, I talked to three after that was their first time one-on-one they've been in multi-man matches and everything but first time him and eric ryan went one-on-one and he said he, he enjoyed it he enjoyed uh getting in there there 
um, with Eric Ryan, but uh, Chuck and Otis killed it. That might be right up there with me with Schlack and, and Murdoch is my favorite. Um, yeah, they really, they really did something good in that match. So, like I said, seven and a half, B minus, because there's a couple of spots I didn't like. Um, but yeah, now the cool thing is, if you can't make it to a Horror Slam show, you're going to be able to see it streaming live on YouTube. And Brokowski, uh, I have one more question, but you have anything else about Horror Slam before I ask that question, Brokowski? No, go ahead, because I was going to wrap it. All right, well, I wanted to get this out there. So what are we looking forward to next? What's the next show that we are looking forward to, guys? What's 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 coming up that you want to be at? I mean, I know next week in, uh, or is it this weekend, Josh? You're going to be at Astronomicon, aren't you? I'm going to be at Astronomicon this weekend. Who who are you going to meet? I know you had a list. Yeah, I'm going to see uh, Trish Stratus and uh, um, uh, the Godfather and maybe Devon too. Dudley, Devon Dudley too. We'll see. We'll see. But Trish and the Godfather for sure, because I've always wanted one of those Godfather pimp pets since I was like, didn't even know what a pimp was. You know, I just knew he had all the girls with him, so that's what I wanted, and he had a cool hat. And I know at normal signings, he normally has some, and he signs them, and you can get them. So I'm probably going for one of those. You'll have to do me a favor, because I will be at work and not able to make it. You need to try, as far as close as you can get, snap a picture of the crew from Clerks. You know, I, I, I would try to, but I would actually, I don't know. It's Astronomicon. I've only been to one Astronomicon. So, cause like to, to me, I would have imagined that most of them, if not at least Jay and Kevin would probably be behind, like have their own, like straight up fucking area and section. <clears throat> most heavy hitters do. And you know, with Kevin Smith, he's obviously gonna be with the Kirk's clue. So that makes all of them heavy hitters now. <sighs> There's so, I'm gonna definitely up. try because I mean I don't know how close I'm gonna get because that's gonna be one insane fucking oh, line. Yeah, and I you know I'm not a you know don't go through line and pay for anything, but if you could just snap a cell phone pic to make uh, it I wish. there. I think I think all that stuff sold out because him Kevin Smith's on like a certain time frame. Like you had to buy all your shit before. Yeah, he's only going I to be there like an actual line to where I could just show up that day and get in. Cause that's normally how I do these things. I don't like having to pre-order and buy stuff ahead of time. There's two shows in, in March that I'm really interested in. The first one is Metro Pro. We're having Mark Ross and Dread King Logan in a dog-muzzled dog collar match. Um, we actually had a talk with Logan, and he's really excited about this one. And then I'm I'm – I'm kind of pumped for the 25th anniversary show for Clash Wrestling. You know, Ethan Page is going to be on it. They uh, they, they just announced my girl, Allison Kay, is going to be on it. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. A lot of people that, you know, Marion Fontaine is going to be on there. We haven't seen him. And, and, and yeah, you guys seen him at Oldie. Uh, we haven't seen him in a while. And and so I'm, I'm excited about Clash Wrestling's 25th anniversary show. Yeah, me too. IWR is that week too, that Thursday or Wednesday before that uh, show. Wednesday, no, that's this month. Uh, Thursday. IWR is that Thursday before the clash. Yeah, and they're setting up for a big match because, you know, 
uh, Latimer is now known as King Latimer at IWR, and they're going to have some cronies with them, with the eh team. Well, like they're they're their hired guns. The hired guns with the A team. We have no idea who they are. You know, versus Dread King Logan, Rhino, and DBA. Right. So that's going to be an incredible match. That's all I know that's been announced for that show yet. But I'm also looking forward to March 10th at MPW, specifically only going for the Dread King Logan Mark Ross match because I feel like there's been some serious buildup for that. And then yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark's been talking shit for a while online. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna happen. And then uh March 25th, you know, I may be at Clash. I may go up to Mr. Chainsaw. I'm not for sure. I'm kind of up in the air on that one so far. Right. Yeah, that'd be a good show too. Uh it's just the drive for me is but no, I'm I'm excited for Clash Wrestling. I think the 25th anniversary show they always go, they they've announced some of their, you know, Elk's been announced. He's gonna defend that bigly bruise title and said ethan page and marion fontaine and allison k and yeah it, it looked like that's that's shaping up to be a good show so and then going forward after that um i would love to get to war wrestling in april because that might be the last show in that venue that uh, that venue was sold and they're turning it into a sky zone down down there in lima so April might end up being the last war show at at the uh, venue that they currently run at. So with their anniversary show in in May, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we actually watched um, the last uh, war show today. We watched Love Hurts because it's on YouTube now. Uh, but no, yeah, I think definitely immediate. MPW on, on the 10th, isn't it? Yes. March 10th and then the 25th for Clash Wrestling. I believe it's the 25th. Yes. And then you said you might be going to Chainsaw the, uh, that day on the 25th. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. You know, come up and then of course, we've already said Combat One Wrestling. Um, you want to get your tickets online at, at Eventbrite. It's going to be very slim at the door. So check that out. Uh, we'll be there. So definitely check out um, Combat One Wrestling too. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited to get back into shows again. I can finally keep get back to my uh, normal going self. So I'm happy about that. And on that note, peace. We out.